superstars, and more in the WWE Top 50 Superstars of all time. Thank you, Tony. Brodus Clay, what do you think Slam the suggested Clay. retail value is for this item? $29.99. Okay, Byron Saxton. $24.99. Derek Bateman. Matt, is that Blu-ray or regular? <laughs> I believe that is a DVD. $19.99 then. <laughs> Johnny? Well, I'm going to go with the, uh, the old $1 there, Bob. $1 there, Bob. Yeah! Let's put the scores and the prices up. The suggested retail price for the top 50 superstars of all time DVD is $34.95. Really? Rodis Clay is closest and gets one Canada. The future is now. And welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy, Nando O'Brien. And your boy, Ill Truth. Pause, pause, pause. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I should probably start off saying with, and here's your boy, the eliminated Nando O'Brien. Because <laughs> it's, it's been a hot minute since... Uh, since, That's fine. We can start doing that. Since who, I, who am I? Oh, I'm a I'm a pro. So yeah, you're 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just me. Technically, I should should have been gone. <laughs> just, uh, you know, you're not in the ring, so yeah. <laughs> it, it should be kind of obvious that you're like not in the show and now doing <laughs> podcasts about your show. That's that's true. But plus, we we get some returns back on this episode anyway. So that's uh, fair. Yeah, it's like a paradox. Yes, somehow. <laughs> Uh, welcome back, and yes, yes, we uh, we are back with episode fifty-one. <laughs> yeah, okay. episode fifty-one. Some say he's six foot in height, possibly two hundred forty pounds. The man the government denies. Area fifty-one. Area fifty-one. Referee Rothburn Sully. I wonder how many people played that game. Like, you know what? I it's kind of cool seeing how much the wrestling community has grown on YouTube, just because you see a bunch of either video game YouTubers or wrestling YouTubers cover wrestling games, and mm. then eventually they get to like all those like <sighs> non WWE games. So then when people review like Power uh, Power Move, what's it called? Yeah, power power move pro wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a couple of people review it and yeah, it's pretty cool that they like also grew up with it because they're like, Well, I bought it at a time where there wasn't like a wrestling game, so I just ended up buying that. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, that's cool. It was at that time where it was like if you liked wrestling, you was gonna play everything around mm-hmm. that <laughs> that you could find. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of independent wrestling games, what is it? Uh hey, what is the one that we just bought? Oh, uh, Retromania. Retromania. Yeah. yeah. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Let, let, let's talk about that briefly. Like, 
since we literally finally got it and it's it's been a while and especially it got um it got a little bit later released than the um steam version and i think it was on xbox earlier too uh correct yeah so yeah i i i'm kind of on the same boat where it took me about maybe an hour or two to finally get like and this is me being dumb because i didn't play the the story mode first because the story mode actually gives you a pretty decent like tutorial. oh does it me but, i didn't do that either. <laughs> but, but that's what i mean it's like they should have still just had like a separate like, like training yeah 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 <laughs> tutorial because even warzone had that where you could just do like a basic training area so mm, yeah, yeah, yeah no i was playing it and like i was going through the menus and i was like I don't want to start the story yet. I don't know how to play. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. let me just keep doing verses until I feel comfortable. But exactly. Lo and behold, like I, like I was thinking, I was like, what if one of these tells you how? Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I found that out after like two hours of playing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but dude, everyone, see, they needed that feedback when they were initially testing the game. So that's but, fair. Yeah. But I mean, overall, I like it. I unfortunately, I don't like. I know it's kind of like the spiritual successor to what was that wrestlefest yeah 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 but like i don't remember playing that one enough to where i knew mm-hmm. what i was doing so i don't know how that one stacks up compares how retromania stacks up to wrestlefest but mm-hmm. i really like retromania it's uh it's definitely a lot more technical than wrestlefest because okay. i i'm pretty sure wrestlefest was still just like a generic button masher mm-hmm. um but re- um retromania it's cool that it kind of has like a a legit mashup of like retro of uh wrestlefest and no mercy because then like each wrestler actually does have like 12 moves which is kind of cool yeah like they got a bunch of moves you're like okay yeah yeah you know what it kind of plays like i mean not kind of plays like but like the the idea of the the timing um like fire pro wrestling Mm. yeah yeah, yeah. that's how fire pro is like you you'll start off with your weak attacks weak attacks and like it won't tell you that you don't have enough momentum for it but like you know if you try to go for a strong attack and begin the match you're gonna get reversed like exactly so yeah yeah i i think that's the the difference is because i like i understand like people who are gonna buy the game are still probably like hardcore wrestling fans or people who loved the original um but i think that's my only criticism and i think they they also have gotten that feedback already of like if you're gonna target a game that's based off like the old arcade game then people are still gonna expect it to be that simple uh so Mm -hmm. so if you jump in there thinking it's gonna be the same and then start getting your ass kicked like yeah like yeah dude the first match i did i think i was like Jeff Cobb versus yep. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cobb versus whoever it was like beat me up. Like, yeah. I went straight into it. I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got destroyed. I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah. No, I, the same way. I think I got my ass kicked by like uh, Austin Idol or something. Like, it was just, it was really bad. <laughs> Damn, who beat me? Oh, uh, you know who beat me up? It was, uh, <laughs> It was uh, Johnny Retro. Oh, Johnny Retro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Retro gave me a good thrashing. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, no, I I'm the same way. I would I really like it so far. I'll pro- I'll probably actually play the story mode more this weekend, and uh, yeah, I I think eventually I'll 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 be like a pro at it where I I can just like easily get in there, kind of a thing. 
All right. Yeah, I'm probably going to put some time on it, too. I was playing it last night while I was watching TV since I got it for the Switch. And I was like, yeah. well, I, can do, mm-hmm. I can multitask with this now. <laughs> exactly. That's the beauty of the Switch. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, well, we, we might even do more coverage of this later. We might even do like a separate like video or something. But hey, yeah. you know, once once they get more wrestling games out there for us to play, mm-hmm. we can start doing more like game coverage for yeah. sure for the Twitch channel. Yeah, for then sure. we'll have like a you know, a little library of stuff to go through wrestling wise. That isn't just like old games. Cause like, you know, I got fire pro. So once, once we get down on here, mm-hmm. there's no climbing out of rabbit hole, bro. I know there's no, once you get in, <laughs> it's, there's, you, there's no climbing out. It's just a wrap. So prepare for that. <laughs> exactly. Definitely cannot agree more with that one. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get into this week's episode uh, that I already mentioned earlier. It is episode 51 episode 10 in season four this one is on february 8th 2011 all right i i'm gonna need your help here how do you got you how do you you say this (laughs) let's say you know it's like risk to me but Mm. i bet you it's pronounced like rick like rick oh okay oh you know what i think you're right i think i did hear i'm trying to remember like i feel like i i i this is my first time seeing this word but i do remember somebody saying rec center i think you're right i think i did hear like todd or josh say rec center so yeah okay all right so or they were saying rick steiner and talking about (laughs) (laughs) the steiner brothers the whole the whole episode the Uh, the good old rick steiner yeah what? <laughs> All right, just roll it. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so yeah, from the rec center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, so yeah, this one was pretty interesting because we started off the episode with a uh, season recap. Since we are going to have an elimination tonight, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the recap because they got same thing. They got like the voiceover guy to come in. Uh, it was really quick, but it also mm-hmm. kind of made it also made every remaining rookie kind of look like a star. Uh, so I, I, I definitely like this one and I'm, I'm definitely going to give it points when we get to production later on. I agree. Like I thought it was a, a good way to, to kind of enter the episode. And then, you know, since this is actually the first episode that I watched on YouTube, it, the intro sim seems kind of special. Like the intro theme song seemed sped up when I was watching yeah, it. Yeah, so this is kind of what I was. Uh, this is what you were talking about last week. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's weird, right? That because it, 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 it was that, and then like some of the like promo packages, mm-hmm. I felt like were the the sound sound like it was sped up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really weird, and yeah, I don't know again like if that's based on like the quality of the video when they uploaded it. That if uh, maybe it had to get condensed or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah that or yeah they just did it in order to get away with certain like um audio copyrights or something i have i have no clue like it, this is all speculation pretty much mm. um but yeah so if, uh, if if this is your first time listening to us uh for the previous <laughs> 50 episodes that we've already <laughs> covered we've uh we've done a mix pretty much where we've been watching it primarily on the now defunct WWE network and then <laughs> and then uh as of this recording it is still not available like the backlog of NXT episodes are still not available on uh Peacock uh but we are fortunate enough where they did upload these seasons on uh on YouTube and um 
at the at the time when when this series was originally running, it would be available on YouTube and Hulu at the same time. Mm. Um, Hulu, of course, no longer holds it, but um, thankfully for us, it is still on YouTube that we can cover it. Um, I'm hearing rumors that right now they're like Peacock is reviewing all the footage that they have available um, mm-hmm. and that they're hoping to migrate everything by August. Because um, mm, they, they need to edit some stuff too, right? Yeah, to fit yeah, within their guidelines, of course. And like, yeah, so I'm here. Which is like fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm hearing it's, yeah, it's like 17,000 hours of like content that, <laughs> that they have to review or something like that. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully by August, they start slowly like adding everything back that um, we'll have access to these um, episodes a little bit more freely. Um, but in our case, it's not going to block us, thankfully, just because, yeah, we have these episodes on YouTube that we can kind of use them for now for reviewing. Um, and then hopefully by then, once we get to the end of season five, um, it'll be where they add all the content back that we can start covering like the initial full cell era. Because this this content actually it did not air on YouTube, right? It, it aired on WWE.com. Uh, so they I think they kind of did it similar to how they do um, NXT now where they originally released on yeah WWE.com and Hulu on like mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and then I believe the next day they would upload it to YouTube um, mm, from, okay from, all right from what I remember um, that makes sense yeah because some of the dates on the YouTube one are also incorrect so I just make sure that I just go based on like what is on uh, either cage match or um, the, the the fandom page just to make sure like mm, okay. that, that the dates are correct um but yeah a little bit of uh explanation in case if you are a new uh listener and wanted to kind of follow along with us you can definitely follow along with us for these next couple of episodes because they are free on on youtube everybody loves free exactly <laughs> uh so yeah we'll, we'll get started here with the opening segment which is the return of the nxt rookies in the so- uh, rock'em sock'em challenge uh granted this one is a like a modified version of it where the first one occurred uh way back on episode nine uh on that episode they also did like a rock'em sock'em but it it did look more like the traditional american gladiator one this one is like a little bit more modified where this this is more like <laughs> instead of like American gladiators, it was like a sock and bopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. Like they just kind of like they all took turns blowing them up. Yeah, <laughs> just like, all right, you're good to go. It, it's like it's it's more of the ones that you would find. Yeah, like at birthday parties or like at Discovery Zone type places. Like sock and boppers, <laughs> more fun than a pillow fight. <laughs> sock and boppers, sock and bopper. You can sock all day and pop all night. your hand inside get ready to have the time of your life soccer boppers sock them once and bop them twice soccer boppers soccer boppers more fun than the pillow fight by big time toys soccer boppers blow them up put your hand inside get ready to have the time of your life dude that's awesome i, I didn't know you memorized the whole thing <laughs> That was 
<laughs> I'm going to keep all of that in there for sure. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I think even WWE made like generic Rock'em Sock'em with like their wrestlers or something. I, yeah, I feel like they, yeah, they had like a... Uh, I know they had like the little, the, like the Basham Brawlers or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. See, see, I'm I'm pretty sure that they did something like that. No, knowing them and all the the crazy toys that they make. Because <laughs> I know they had the old school ones back in the day that we had when you know they were. I remember everybody had like the Ultimate Warrior one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. for some strange reason, everybody had the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. If uh, if an, if anyone knows of any like popular uh wrestling toy. Other than like Zack Ryder, of course, since that's all he does. Uh, but if anyone knows of any other YouTubers that do uh, wrestling weird toy uh, reviews, let me know and I'll, I'll check it out. Mm, <laughs> that'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I follow this one dude on Instagram that does like wrestling figure photography. Oh, yeah. I, I think I follow that guy, too. It's really cool. Pretty cool, man. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, yeah, this one is... um. This challenge is actually worth two points, and the immunity points are pretty close at this point, especially considering that we are heading into another elimination tonight. Uh, so it's only the four of them, so the pairings are pretty easy, where we have uh, Johnny Curtis going up, up against Derek Bateman first. Uh, this one was kind of close at the end when they were on the um, on the podium. The, what's the right word? Podium? Podium, post? yes. Post? Yeah, podium. Yeah. On the podiums, and uh, Johnny Curtis actually ended up falling first. It was really close. Like it, it was kind of cool that they did um, slow motion replays just to kind of confirm it. It's pretty dramatic, actually. It, it did look really dramatic. <laughs> 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 then, uh, then we have Brodus and Byron. Uh, be- <laughs> before, uh, before they actually got started, Brodus ended up attacking Byron just because uh, he didn't want to get on the platform, just because he felt like. It wasn't meant for him, like his size, so he didn't want to humiliate himself. And then you know, I agree. No, I I totally agree. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with it. So he, you know what? That's a fair assessment, Mister Clay. He he did a pretty much he did what Husky Harris did on on one of those obstacles. Oh, uh, when he ran through it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, he pretty much did that because, like, yeah, there's no way a person of of like their size can like compete in those kind of more. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I also gave it to him at that point. That's fair for them being unfair to them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, how are you going to build something that there's no way I could? Like, come on, dog. You know I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Brodus gets uh, disqualified for that. So, in the final bout, we have uh, Byron going up against Bateman. And this one was kind of close, too, because they play the replay where it did look like... I mean, even when I look at it, it's still kind of debatable, but from what they were arguing was that um, Byron's leg kind of went down first before uh, before Bateman, but I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, I seen it, but I was like, but he was falling. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Bateman was clearly falling down, and then what? They ran it back, and he scraped that fool. Exactly. So, <laughs> but what was interesting is, yeah, when they showed the replay about like uh, because they did they did declare Byron the winner. But then when they played the replay, the fans was like, got like legit pissed off about it. Like, I'm guessing it's just because since Green Bay is a pretty heavy Bateman sports and, city. Yeah, so they were they were behind Bateman, too, because he had the uh, cheese head on in the beginning. 
Oh, so he yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was playing into the crowd for that cheap, uh, like that cheap pop. So he had already kind of got them behind his side. So then, of course, and then mm-hmm. afterwards, right when uh, like him and Saxon both went down, he was like, I want a replay. Show the replay. So it was like he did it. He played it like it was sports. So mm-hmm. kudos to Derek Bateman there. Yeah. No, that was really smart of him. And yeah. So after that, like how, how you said they ran it back just because... <laughs> They heard, they heard, they listened to the fans for once and uh, they ran it back. And uh, yeah, at that point, then Byron actually did legitimately, legitimately uh, beat him. And uh, he yeah. should have just like rolled with it the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the results are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this one was actually pretty fun, despite it being kind of, kind of short and there wasn't going to be too much. I, I still thought this was a pretty entertaining. I it was that, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here. Yeah. I As as simple as it was, I thought it was going to be pretty meh, but it actually ended up being pretty entertaining. Instead of being meh, it was eh. Yeah. <laughs> that is uh, that is a fair, <laughs> fair statement right there. <laughs> like, it wasn't meh, but it was yeah, meh. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, you know what that means. <laughs> mm, come on, people. <laughs> That was great. All right, cool, man. So after this, we get the first match of the night. Mm-hmm. And we get uh Derek Bateman versus actually we get <laughs> we get the the match version of our little uh American Gladiators finalist. Oh yeah. And we get Derek Bateman versus Byron Saxon, with of course their their accompanying pros, Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler. So from the start, first thing that we need to highlight here is um, <laughs> they ran a quick recap about uh, Bateman calling Ziggler Turd mm. Ferguson. So we're already rolling with the continued storyline from last week. Yes, yes. Uh, do we get also both Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler standing at ringside? They're both in their street clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they're overdressed. <laughs> 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 but hey. Um, match highlights <laughs> I have were uh, I liked the the hip toss blocked into a Russian leg sweep by Saxton. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. Bateman tried to do a Russian or a hip toss, mm-hmm. and then and then Saxton reversed that, tries to do a hip toss there on him, but then he blocks that. So then he goes down to a Russian leg sweep. So I thought that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Byron Saxton also hits a really good like. Uh, running clothesline is really similar to like Daniel Bryan's. Yeah, yeah. Which is like kind of funny because like he was just on the other side of the ring looking at him like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, a highlight offense that I personally saw on my end from, or not I personally saw, but a uh, highlight offense that I noticed from Bateman was he had a really dope like back backdrop suplex. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Um Bateman also had some good drop kick offense that he he has at like almost every match. Yeah. He got a good corner drop kick in. Like Dolph Ziggler had to move out of the way. So that was dope. Just kind of like have him clear, clear out. In the closing sequence of the match, we get uh we get uh Saxon going for a very dangerous roll-up. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, he tra- he's trying to end it right then and there with that roll-up right there, but then Bateman reverses it into a label lock but he didn't do it right Mm -hmm. he like rolled into that incorrectly but kudos for like still rolling with it and like not 
getting flustered for not doing it right, mm. but still applied incorrectly. Yeah. All in all, it was uh, uh not the not the quickest match, but not the shortest match. It just it seemed like um a lot of the match was like chain wrestling. Yeah. Um, a lot of like rest holds and stuff like that. So all in all, it was it was good. Nice. No, I I think that was a pretty good recap of the the in ring action. Uh, to kind of add more to the match. Uh, yeah, they were pretty much trying to get over the whole like Turd Ferguson joke. Uh, throughout the matchup. Uh, just to get under uh Ziggler's nerves and everything. Uh, Josh was kind of saying that he was hanging out with Derek Bateman during the Super Bowl, which I thought was like a random storyline that they were <laughs> trying to tell d- during the matchup. Um, and then yeah, like they the only pros the the pros that were not there regularly were uh there was no Ted DiBiase and there was no uh Alberto. We had uh Maurice and uh Ricardo instead. So kind of interesting because they um they kind of explained the Alberto one uh later down in the um in the next matchup later in the night, which uh I thought was pretty pretty interesting. But yeah, so the, no um DiBiase or Alberto during this matchup as well. Um yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think and then th- this is also where Masters got like the crowd to chant turd. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is egging 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 them on throughout the uh throughout the matchup, so he finally got it over. To, uh, Classic. Yeah, I, I think it was I think it was good. And I think if these guys get like another rematch with a little bit more time, yeah, they'll they'll definitely have like way way more chemistry with each other, I think. Yeah, they're I mean it's a good matchup. Like I just think Bateman and Saxon play good matchups to everybody. Yeah. Like everybody almost matches up really well with everybody, but I feel like Bateman and Saxon on the say like selling and making the other guy look good, mm-hmm. I think of this kind of NXT bricky class are the best at that. Yeah, I agree. Uh cool. So after that what what was the um what was the commercial that, that, that I'm trying to remember the song right now, but I like I remember it from the time. It, oh, it was that uh uh that tiny tempo written in the stars song oh, from Wrestle, WrestleMania, whatever that was, dude. Like yeah. written in the stars. You, I hate that song. You, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, th- th- thanks for for putting that down because I wanted to bring that up shortly because since we are watching the the YouTube versions now, uh. The the commercials are a little bit more <laughs> noticeable, and I, as much as like, there's so many things I I kind of like and dislike about WrestleMania week or the the lead ups <laughs> to WrestleMania, but this is definitely one of them. When like you just hear the theme songs over and over, over again. and over it's, and over, it's, or like when they have Flow Rider songs, yeah, yeah, like, it's like it's been over 10 years now since this wrestlemania and that song is still in my head because of this wrestlemania mm-hmm. so yeah i was like i got a clear almost <laughs> like flashback of what that wrestlemania was based off of the theme song i was like oh, i was this one wasn't it yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa yeah like i like the flow rider one like at least i can have like decent memories because i thought it was like a pretty good wrestlemania whatever that <laughs> song is but this one just by hearing the song, I'm like, oh, I'm already, I'm already done with this mania. And I, and I don't even remember what it was. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yes, this, this, 
this was a good one before we get into the next segment. Uh, so we get the next challenge, which is the rookies in a WWE.com or WWE shop.com challenge. And pretty much it's just like the price is right is, is what they're trying to get away with without getting, <laughs> getting sued or anything. Did, didn't they play the theme song? They played like a generic version, probably. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, I, I actually like love it when they do stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. won't lie. It's like barely walking on the lines of like getting like copyright infringement. <laughs> it's like it's you know it what you clearly know where it came from, but it's not enough to be like, hey, wait a minute, we need to sue you for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. They um before before we get into the challenge itself, they kind of recap the um competition standings and yeah johnny curtis has three points uh bateman and saxton have two and brodus has not uh scored yet uh i believe what was it todd grisham had mentioned in the first matchup too that uh brodus has actually not won a challenge throughout the season yet which i totally forgot to mention on previous episodes so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that todd grisham is like the third podcaster in this retroactive podcast because <laughs> he's like helping he's helping me out like cover cover on the stats side of it <laughs> and you know he is pretty legit with the statistics so i'll give him that much i'll give him that much for sure like he just be coming out of nowhere we're like wow these are like those espn like stats that nobody thinks about exactly yeah so i'm like oh man thanks thanks for helping me out <laughs> you know that's a professional right there exactly uh so this composition is actually pretty sneaky because it's it's a way to do a challenge, but also like shamelessly plug stuff for the WWE universe. So I thought it was pretty smart. I, I, I'm not even hating on this uh, segment. I just thought it was it was it was pretty clever. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> so yeah, we actually get uh, a couple of surprises here, where we get some uh, lovely assistants to come out to kind of uh, shield the merchandise, and we get the return of AJ. Rookies, we're going to test your knowledge of WWE products with our challenge, the WWEshop.com challenge. We will have special guests present items. You will then try to guess the suggested retail value. Whomever comes closest earns a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the challenge will earn three immunity points. With that said, please join me in welcoming a very special guest from NXT Season 3, the Rookie Diva herself. AJ! Hey, it's your favorite Josh, AJ. Oh, hey, I remember her. Didn't you lose? Hey, AJ, you look great. Thank you for being here. Is she taller than Matt? What is she doing at this time I in am, WWE? I am very glad you asked that question because <laughs> I, uh, I did a little bit of research there because I was also very curious. Because <laughs> uh, was like, what, what are you doing to where you just got time to just come out here and you know, just <laughs> okay. So to 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 pull back the time, uh, AJ, Caitlin, and Naomi were all the three finalists, I believe, in season three. Uh, mm-hmm. Since then, AJ has still not made like her. Well, I, let me clarify this: she has been showing up on SmackDown, but not as like a primetime like character. She's just kind of showing up for like battle royales or just like any multi-women uh like matchup mm-hmm. um and the majority of the time she's actually back down in fcw wrestling there more on like a full-time schedule mm-hmm. um caitlin herself has actually gone back as 
as well, where she has not ap- appeared on an episode of uh, SmackDown or Raw throughout this time. Uh, she actually makes her like debut for 2011 all the way into into May, where she actually teams up with AJ herself in like a tag team matchup. So it's kind of crazy that even the winner of season three doesn't even like really appear on the main roster yet. Uh, and then Naomi has it the worst. Uh, spoiler. Sorry. I forgot to mention that Naomi is also joins us in the segment. Uh, yeah. But then Naomi actually does not even make an appearance on the main roster throughout the entire year of 2011. Uh, so yeah, she just pretty much, this is her only like appearance on NXT. And then, uh, yeah, she pretty much stays in FCW throughout the entire year and just kind of just, you know, wrestles down there instead, which is kind of crazy when you. When wow. You think, like, God, it gave them all that, like, TV time just to send them back. <laughs> yeah. Like, so very, very bizarre. And yeah, I don't think AJ is going to be like a, a player until um, until the next year in 2012. So it's still kind of kind of crazy to me that. Yeah, how how you just said it. All that time and they're not even really using them yet. Um so yes, AJ AJ comes out uh now now that we have a little bit of backstory there and uh she's holding the top 50 superstars of all time DVD and pretty much if no one has ever watched or or seen the prices right, what they have to do is they have to kind of guess what they think the item costs. If they go over it, then they're automatically kind of disqualified mm-hmm. and then the person closest to the price without going over uh wins wins the the, the round uh i i thought this was pretty funny where Derek bateman asked uh i mean he asked like a pretty legitimate question but the way he said it was really funny he's, he's, is this blu-ray or, <laughs> or original original yes <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and then he's like oh well then uh yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna go with 1999 as well <laughs> you know that that was a legit question though it, like, it was a le- these are concerns of 2010 it, or 2011 yeah yeah it, i i think that's why i laughed because it was like hella legit but still the way how how bateman talks is is really yeah, he was super serious about it too <laughs> Matt was is it uh <laughs> is that Blu-ray or original? <laughs> and he's like, uh, original. He's like, oh well, then 1999. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, yeah, which so yeah, this is supposed to just be the DVD price, and uh, Brodus Clay ended up getting the closest with 29.99. But then when they said the actual retail, uh, the actual suggested retail price. Of thirty four ninety five, I was like, "Wow, that that actually sounds legit for what they were actually charging at this time." Because I do remember, oh, that that greatest uh, superstars thing is like three discs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, "Oh yeah," like it sounds crazy now, but yeah, back then, like DVDs were still pretty up there, and especially yeah, when it was like a three disc one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes that makes a lot of oh, sense. Oh yeah, I I say this from experience because I know I got that one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or had it. I probably like traded it in or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My, there are certain DVDs that I still got, and then certain ones that I like took the Rasputins because I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah. Rasputins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next one, and yeah, uh, I, I kind of spoiled it earlier, but yeah, we get Naomi that comes out as well. And she is, um, she's holding the, hold on, let me, yeah. And she's holding the latest edition of WWE Kids Magazine. And then 
they kind of go through the whole thing and then Brodus uh also gets that one correct because he was uh he said one dollar and then the suggested retail price was three ninety nine. Uh that 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 sounds pretty accurate to me. Uh AJ comes back and then she's holding a this one is also pretty funny. She's holding a uh a, a kid's version of the world heavyweight title. Uh Bateman again with his like legit questions. He's like, Hey, uh, is that hey Matt, leather? is that made out of uh, real leather? <laughs> <laughs> she would have me dying throughout this whole thing. <laughs> Uh, these are legit inquiries man <laughs> they as, as, as outlandish as they sound they're they're legit at the same time mm-hmm. uh so yeah this one uh yeah matt's uh i should say byron saxton actually gets this one correctly like uh on, on the dime too because he says 1999 that's what it ends up costing uh and then finally we get naomi with the history of wwe championship book uh and then yeah this one goes back back and forth but then brodus actually wins again by saying 23 dollars. it ends up being 28 dollar uh suggested price uh and yeah brodus ends up winning his first rookie challenge and picks up three points um, and you do know no, that <laughs> <laughs> what, what was funny about this is that uh ziggler kind of got in like a, a really quick jab at the end of this segment I don't know if you caught this one. You're good. You're good. It's who comes closest. The value is twenty-eight dollars. Oh, the richest history of WWE. Byron Saxon has gone over. What's going on here? You're over. So Brodus Clay is correct. That's the first time Saxon's been over. That's funny. <laughs> All right. That is the end. Who went over? Saxon went over, and he's like, "That's the first time Saxon ever's been over." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he just hella snuck that in there at the very last second before perfectly timed yeah it's kind of like chris masters the other week where he was like yeah uh if you talked about me you probably would have won <laughs> it's just these like random ass like quotes that they just say <laughs> well those off the cuff quotes are like sometimes the best ones mm-hmm. uh so yeah brodus and uh johnny curtis are actually tied with three points leading or i should say going into the um elimination round so uh yeah, we're gonna figure out what happens later on on how they're gonna determine the winner for immunity. Uh but yeah, dude, I you know what? After just briefly talking about this again, uh I might have to go in there and change my score for production because I, I forgot how, how funny this segment was. So I nice. I'm I might have to go in there and adjust a little bit. Did you find a, a check stub for Elimination Chamber. I did not. So, ticket stuff. I did not. So I don't believe we went to this one. Which I, um, I, I for sure didn't. I remember because I remember at the time one of my homeboys that I had like just got back in touch with. I remember he went. Oh. And I remember him and like his girl went. And they was telling me like because she was. I remember vividly because she was telling me that was like her first time ever seeing like Randy Orton live. And I was oh. just like thinking to myself like, damn, why the fuck did not go? <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm the same way where I I look at this. And I'm like, why didn't we go to an elimination chamber pay per view in? Oak- it must have been something where we had something else to do. I, it has to be. There's no way we would have like missed like, it. Missed maybe, it. maybe the card was hella boring, or like I don't know. I'm just like, why, why in the world? Yeah, yeah. It was in <laughs> Oakland of all things too. Of I mean, all places, you ain't even got to drive over to take part. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I'm pretty sure we had to like do something else i i don't know it must have been something 
uh i don't know i don't know because because we've gone out of our way to like cow palace and all these other ones so i have no clue yeah <laughs> like, just going to the cow palace is yeah. like an indoor deal all in itself yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> i have no clue <laughs> all right so next we gets a backstage promo with mm-hmm. our truth and mr johnny curtis yes so essentially we're uh still playing off of what happened last week mm-hmm um, Byron Saxon was trying to spread some nonsense to Johnny Curtis saying that our truth doesn't have his back. Mm-hmm. So then we get backstage and Johnny Curtis is like, man, what's going on? He's like freaking out. <laughs> he basically like <laughs> accuses our truth of like slander. He's like, man, you saying that I got a big head, that I got a big ego. And our truth is like, hold on, dog, man. You all you need to worry about is Brodus Clay in this elimination tonight, man. You don't mm-hmm. need to worry about nothing. Cause I got your back, man. Yeah. And they do like some thug hug and they walk away. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one, you know what? It's funny because I think either last week or the episode before, there was like a short segment as well, and we kind of broke it down even more than it was supposed to be. <laughs> so I, I feel something <laughs> similar with this one because it was very short and it shouldn't have really led to anything. But I thought this one was kind of interesting because um I would say the only thing I would have done differently with this to kind of give it more of a natural build was if they had done a backstage segment before the one last week where if um if our truth was talking to like another pro or whatever and then uh Saxon was just like uh causing like them to start like shit talking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then like th- they were probably talking about somebody like their actual head sizes and then like of course then Saxon's going back like yeah man he's saying that you got an ego and then like mm-hmm. then they could have played up this week. That yeah that could have been a nice little like three-parter. Yeah, cuz then that way it would have gave because this one kind of just felt weird because Jack like of all people, why would you be believing? Why would you be believing like Byron Saxon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think it would have been more natural and and plus yeah, Curtis and Truth have been more of the actual buddy buddy pairing. So this one kind of felt weird that all of a sudden yeah he's trusting what Byron had said versus believing his coach kind of thing. Yeah, mm, but, that's pretty valid. Yeah, that's pretty valid. But yeah, that was essentially that. Um backstage promo and then we get into the next match mm-hmm. we get uh we get the entrances too so we get uh bro oh, yes. with ricardo rodriguez did, did you see and, that uh, gear though <laughs> boy she <laughs> bro this clay with, he was out there looking like the third member of like the natural disasters oh <laughs> <laughs> Hell <it did. laughs> johnny curtis with our truth like and then so this was hilarious because like just the entrances alone. So yeah. he gets Brodus Clay in his gear and then Johnny Curtis and R Truth come out and then whoever was back there sitting down was like rapping along with his song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But R Truth wasn't even rapping it. They were playing like the mm-hmm. song song and it's I it was like Daniel Bryan and like or like uh Chris Masters and Ziggler yeah, it, or something like that. I, I think it might have been like Ziggler and uh and Masters, yeah. It just it was hella funny though. Hilarious. <laughs> So like that, just the entrances alone was like money. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and then it's weird because so like match highlight wise, I didn't have too much. Mm-hmm. I f- I felt like the match was a lot of like um like holds and chain wrestling, which is weird because it's like a too big, like not too big guys, but a bigger guy, so you don't necessarily do too much. Yeah. Of that typically, but. One thing I did catch that I do want to point out is that um, 
Johnny Curtis has a really good European uppercut. He does. Yeah. He, he, he hit him like with, uh, two or three, like in a row, but they look really, really good. Yeah. Like that's okay. There he goes. And it's, it's cool to see the people outside of Europe having good European uppercuts besides <laughs> Randy Orton. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, kudos to Johnny Curtis for that. He, him being from any from like Boston or Maine, so he's from New England. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll give him that. <laughs> <laughs> um, another highlight move for Mister Curtis was he had a, like a, a really good missile drop kick. Mm-hmm. That's some good distance on that. Um, and then like the biggest uh, spot to me was the finish, mm-hmm. and that was uh, Brodus Clay hitting. Which I'm guessing is his new finisher, the running power slam, to mm-hmm. which Todd called the bulldog slam, and I appreciate that. Uh-huh, I didn't catch that. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, it, you know, the match, it it was like what six minutes and twelve seconds, but yeah. it just seems like match ring action wise that like although they were kind of like budding rivals the whole time, that they didn't really have more of a match to that. Because mm-hmm. that that seemed like it was going to be the culmination of like, you know, Johnny Carter slapping Brodus Clay around every now and then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, you you bring up a good point, and I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because they have been leading up to this matchup for the last couple of episodes, and yeah, I kind of agree. You, you thought there would be more of like a payoff, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, more payoff. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. The only thing I I think I'll add on to that, which was uh, something I had mentioned earlier, where they showed um, the pros on stage and Maurice and Ricardo or yeah, Maurice and Ricardo were there as opposed to DiBiase and Alberto. Um, I still don't know why DiBiase wasn't there. Maybe he just didn't want to be there in in kayfabe. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't want to be there if you're still speaking French, (laughs) Maurice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i i wouldn't even doubt it because <laughs> maurice has been kind of like uh like a prune to him th- throughout the whole season so yeah i, I can ah, buy that what a good what a good choice of word she's a prune yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the alberta one was actually pretty interesting because uh the commentary team josh and todd were talking about this where i believe josh was the one who said it you know what uh i don't think uh I don't think Alberto is is really taking this coaching thing serious That's anymore. Right. Yeah, he was he was kind of saying like, well, you know, Brodus has this huge opportunity where if he wins, he could still become tag team champions with Alberto. But then uh, Todd was saying like, well, maybe he's now too above that where he like he's focused on headlining WrestleMania and just mm. like all these things. I was like, oh, that's really good like storytelling for for this season. Um, and yeah, I. I kind of agree like at this point they are making it where um alberto is like above the show now because he is like focused on uh wrestlemania um but yeah i, I thought this was really good insight and yeah i might even again adjust the commentary because <laughs> i i keep forgetting about things like that until we actually talk about it so yeah it's good man yeah <laughs> sometimes you just gotta like hear it be explained you're like dang man you know that is good yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so with that, then, yeah, we get into the uh, last segment, which is the elimination for the evening. This one, uh, this one is kind of weird to me, and I, I definitely want to get your your feedback. So since this is the first time there was a tie going into the uh, elimination, they um, they didn't really have a, a 
in my opinion, they didn't really have a smart way of deciding this uh this winner to find out who gained immunity because they ended up just kind of doing like a mini um like self promote thing where like the rookies would just kind of say why they should uh stick around um and then of course Johnny Curtis just kind of still caters to Green Bay and then Brodus like was insulting uh the the team and the city overall so of course the fans ended up picking like Johnny Curtis as like mm-hmm. the um the winner but then oh yeah he went for the cheap pop mm-hmm. and then uh Brodus went for the cheap heat yeah so textbook <laughs> So this one, I, I'm guessing, yeah, like they just didn't have a good way of doing it. But I, I kind of like what Josh was saying. They they kind of missed out on this one where since these two were already fighting each other in, in the main event match, they could have just decided like whoever wins it g- gains immunity. See, yeah, like I, yeah, like there, there could have been more, like kind of more stakes in that kind of a little bit more logic to go into that one. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it was just like a missed opportunity on the booking end. but. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it wasn't the biggest like deal breaker in the world. Like, oh man, that makes the whole episode make make any sense. But you know, it could have take I had that little extra oomph to push it mm-hmm. over. Agreed, agreed. Uh so yeah, with that, um Johnny Curtis is safe. So we find out that the next rookie to be eliminated is none other than Byron Saxton. I called it. Byron, I've known you for a long time. Right, turd. And Turd Jr. I've known you for a long time. I know how much passion you have. Why don't you say goodbye to the WWE Universe? It's your time, man. Take over. He's <laughs> crying. It's his own rookie. It's Byron. Where's, he's I, crying. I don't understand. Oh, I don't God. understand how the WWE Universe eliminates Byron Saxton. So you want to know what I think? You want to know what I think? I... I forgive you. I forgive you. I mean, we make, we make mistakes in life all the time. We're misguided all the time. But I know, I know that one day, that little birdie known as common sense is gonna come back home and everything will be a-okay. So this one didn't come off to me as a huge surprise, but uh, the next kind of uh, parts here did kind of throw me off as far as like the character building, just because, yeah, like, uh, Saxon was kind of like upset where he, he kind of like was putting on like a pouty face and was kind of like uh crying about it but then all of a sudden like when he was cutting the promo then he kind of just like changed like different personas throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. then, yeah it was kind of weird uh, I got like <sighs> it was, I, I, not sarcasm but because I felt like he was like you know what I forgive you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like, but wait, you're gone. But yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was a weird kind of turn there, and then the follow up with Ziggler was kind of weird too. So he comes down and like screams at him and berates him. Who's it that? Uh, if you're if you're a real man, you punch Ziggler oh, right now. I, through, like Masters, yeah, it's probably Masters. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, 
yeah. Like, so yeah, I, I think this one was kind of weird as far as like his character, and I think it's something that we had talked about before with um with people like Maxine from season three, where mm-hmm. on on paper they have really good mic skills, but they just don't have uh, a character to like push those mic skills mm-hmm. to their to their full use. And of course, like we all know that Byron can can talk because he's um he's had experience already being a commentator mm-hmm. so yeah he can talk the talk but it's just more of like giving him the right kind of substance to like make make the promos actually stand out which yeah i think that's what hurt saxon too because he he was a commentator mm. so it's like it's it's weird seeing a commentator like seeing like getting behind somebody go from like commentator Mm-hmm. who didn't look like a commentator in the first place to yeah. being a wrestler. It's like, no, you go wrestler. So we see you, we know you, and then you become a commentator and we yeah. understand why you're a huge buff person sitting at the, like on the side. It's like, oh, that's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And, uh, as you mentioned, yeah, him and Ziggler kind of get in a weird spat at the end to close the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, yeah, I think from the, points that we made we'll we'll get into our scores Mm -hmm. i will let me see do i think this one is still all right i'm gonna gonna up that a little bit since i'm going up first (laughs) uh where we at all right so go for it yeah so i just ended up switching it just now to a 3.5 um instead of a three because yeah the more that we were kind of just talking about everything throughout the episode i think the commentary team actually did a little bit more this week where yeah, they were really entertaining in some of the segments, but like how we were just saying, they were also very informative with the, with either some of the stats or just some of the um of the continuation of the storyline. So I I thought they did a really good job this week. I agree with that, and uh, I think my my commentary score and my match score are going to make a lot of sense when you see them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for commentary, I also went Mm 3.5. I felt like the commentary did really good job of filling in the blanks. Yeah. And kind of even highlighting things that maybe the, the, the viewer was thinking, but did it happen? Mm -hmm. So that was really cool to see the commentary kind of like be on top of that. Like you said, like, you know, Todd was uh, like pretty much kind of like helping out, helping you out by giving stats and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So like that was really dope. And then I'll flip right into the matches because personally, I went two point five. Ooh, uh huh. Like um, there were what two matches? Yeah, yeah. There were like there were only two, and I felt like the payoff for the matches wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Like for like we said with the um. Brodus and Curtis match that one was that like they could have had stakes they already had beef like that story was like built it built itself kind of and then they almost like it's like they built that story themselves but nobody wanted them to build that story mm, yeah so yeah. they didn't really get the payoff that it, it probably should have had because it just kind of seemed like Curtis was messing with him yeah like yeah. as opposed to it being like a written like kind of like storyline it was like nope I'm slapping him so like that payoff could have been a little bit better than I, I felt. And then the first match was, I mean, like, it was all right. And then, you know, like I said, like, I, I'm, I'm going to dock. I'm going to say that, that match didn't live up to his potential either because with two, I think, of the kind of like better workers, mm-hmm. they could have, they didn't, 
run that as much as I felt like they could have got the most at it. Like we didn't even see all of like Saxon's like signature offense or anything like that. So it, it yeah. seemed like it was kind of one sided. So I'm I'm going two and a half. No, I I think you pretty much covered it. Yeah, my original score for that one was also a two point five, and uh, I think I'm pretty much just gonna echo you throughout the entire thing because I totally agree. Where, um, yeah, the the wrestling just didn't stand out to me on this week's episode, but that's not taking anything away from them because they were pretty much solid in their matches. They just didn't have the same level of um, oomph, I guess, <laughs> for for lack of a better word compared to um, the other categories that we have um, throughout the episode. Um, saying that, I will go ahead and say that production, I gave a 3.5. Um, I was going to go a little bit higher, but now that I kind of made the counterpoint with um, the stuff at the very end of the show, and then kind of like the little booking thing I had mentioned earlier with um, the backstage segment with um, Truth and Johnny Curtis, uh, I kind of want to leave it at the score that I had. So um, mm. I'll give it a 3.5 just because, yeah, I think other than those things that I mentioned, I think it was a really well booked um, episode based on only having four, four guys left. And then the, se- the, the segments themselves were really entertaining. Uh, and then, yeah, it was an el- elimination and they kind of just, the episode flowed is what I, I'm trying to get at. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I also went uh three and a half for production. Like I felt like there were some miscues in certain areas, but overall the episode itself mm-hmm. was smooth. Like it ran very smooth from uh from beginning to end. Like certain areas, maybe I don't even want to say the areas that I feel like were lacking were necessarily the fault of the production team all the way, even though like I like maybe just it's weird because I want to say production kind of takes a hit for the match booking and like some of the logic bookings, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the production of what was given to us visually with the way that it ran was really good. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. why, like I feel like if if those hiccups weren't there and the matches were like better and um like uh like they had the stakes in that last match like like they kind of could have yeah then I think production probably for me would have gone up to four because everything everything would have made sense yeah, yeah, yeah so like I'm gonna go three and a half for production and then run into entertainment and for me it was a three. Like, okay. I think if uh, production didn't have those hiccups, they were minor. Production mm-hmm. didn't have those hiccups and the matches were a little bit better. I probably would have went like, you know, if I think in my mind, probably like three for matches. Production would have been four. Entertainment would have been 3.5 mm, or something okay. like that. Maybe even four. But I'm going to go three for this episode entertainment wise. Nice. Nice. That is very fair. Uh I just went up a little bit higher where I went with a 3.5 just because of the stuff I had mentioned earlier where uh, just a little, I think for me, whenever they kind of give you these surprise little nuggets of like entertainment, when it comes to like the entrances that we had said earlier with uh, our truth and, uh, and Ziggler and masters just kind of like, you know, joking, joking around and everything. um, I think that's what I, I appreciate about this like format of nxt is that 
it does seem like they genuinely let them kind of do whatever they want as far as like mm-hmm. as long as they follow the the production uh script but um yeah i thought it was really funny and and like how i mentioned the two um the two rookie challenges were really entertaining this week as well so i kind of agree where like production there was a little bit of of, of little hit and miss here and there but i think it, it kind of recovered with the entertainment because i i overall i thought it was funny or i was entertained throughout the episode dope so i'm with that man um it's good stuff dude nice all right so with our combined scores area 51 <laughs> this uh this episode gets okay. a yeah 3 3.1 uh, and you know again i know i say this every episode <laughs> but a 3 or 3.1 in this case is still a, a, a fair score and i i think for everything that we mentioned there's still like uh things that you should check out in these episodes just because yeah for for one entertaining thing for us you'll probably either find it even more entertaining or just find it like at least um above average at that point so yeah hold up Alrighty, so that will do it for this episode and on the next episode on february 15 2011 we get a very interesting i'm gonna double check this because i want to make sure i didn't write this down incorrectly because this one seems kind of odd but given the fact that there's only three guys now uh it kind of makes sense but yeah we actually get a pro versus rookie match with daniel bryan going up against Derek bateman which sounds very interesting i i know i wrote that down but i still somehow didn't believe it (laughs) uh yeah so yeah we get a uh another pro versus rookie and you know within their own their own uh team so to speak so just uh, a little like sparring match yeah two little tune-up match i guess yeah so i mean it's fair since we still have a few more episodes left and there is only three people you kind of have to mix it up so we'll see what that what that looks like next week (laughs) that's fair yeah all righty uh so yeah i think that will do it for this episode uh yeah i think the only thing that i have to plug was something you had mentioned earlier where we are trying to get our twitch up and running so we're slow building that one definitely not anything to rush out for but if you wanted to go support us let me uh double check the url is correct or else i'm giving away incorrect information (laughs) which peddling lies like season uh season season uh, every season with their empty promises empty promises uh okay yes our uh twitch handle is very simple it is twitch.tv backslash half k so that should be pretty easy enough uh yeah definitely go support us there we will be doing more live content when it comes to either gaming or just general reviews and then uh yeah whatever we end up doing there just come come say hi and hang out uh that is it for me uh, do you have any plugs this week good sir um nah man <laughs> all right <laughs> that is uh that's fair that is very you fair. Know, i don't <laughs> You know, sometimes that's how that's that's how it goes. <laughs> Alrighty, well, for your boy Nando O'Brien. Oh yeah, you already know, man. It's the truth. 
Ew. Backwards. <laughs> Backwards? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I kind of flubbed that one. <laughs> but that's, that's all right. It's all right. Yeah. And we out. And we out. <laughs> Have a good one. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah.